Give me a signal when we're getting close. <laughs> we're close. We're there. We'll keep that in there. We're there. Yeah, that's so, this is the new beginning. Anyone out there who is close, we'd like to welcome you a little closer into Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Come and knock on our door. I'm just getting them out. I'm, I'm busting them out now. We've been waiting um, for you. <laughs> I don't know the rest two. of it. <laughs> so I did a... I had one of those things happen to you. I had a... I had an embarrassment this week, Trev. An embarrassment? Oh, no. It's a light thing. I just did that thing where I was thumbing through Facebook, and uh, I saw a post like, so-and-so is in a relationship. It's someone, it's, it's like an acquaintance. Okay. And it's acquaintance. Someone's in a relationship. Like, what? hey, you know what? Good for you, person in a relationship. Hit the like. As soon as I hit the like, I kind of look closer and see a tiny little type under it. July. <laughs> Did somebody comment on it so it showed back up in the thread no, or something? I have no idea. That's weird. I have no idea. That is one of uh, one of my great frustrations of social media, be it Facebook or Twitter, the two primaries, is thumbing through things and looking at something and realizing, oh, this is this is four days old. This is useless to me as, <laughs> as a tool to try and interact with anything. Right. This is useless to me because it's older than today. That's the thing about like vacation pictures. Somebody will post a vacation picture and you're like, Oh, you're at this place. I love that place. You should go to this restaurant. And they're like, yeah, we're back. We just posted them all when we got back. So. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> get, get on it, social media. Get on it. So Jake, what, I'm going to, I'm going to reinvent podcasting right now. You're going <laughs> to, okay. You ready for this? Okay. Everybody hey, on, listening. Are you hold ready on, for let this? Deep, let me take a deep breath. Are you ready? Here we go. Whoa. Oh, comfort podcasting. Oh, did you guys hear that? Trav just kicked it I into I just reclined. The... Yeah. Oh, this is actually very, wow, very nice. I don't think anyone has done that. I never even thought about it. I've sat on this couch before and not realized that it reclines. Like the, the theme from uh, from 2001, which I know is not the theme <laughs> from 2001. It's like a real thing. But the theme from 2001 is going off in my head right now. Ric Flair's music? Dun, yeah. Did Ric Flair do that too? Dun, dun, dun. Who used it first? Oh, I think. How long do you think Ric Flair's been using it? Since the 80s. Well, yeah, since the early 80s. Let's call I think, it, how about we call it a tie? Let's call it a tie, yeah, <laughs> for sure. This is nice. Oh, everybody out there that's podcasting, you got to do this on a recliner. We, we encourage you to recline. I'm going to try and stay awake. Recline, don't decline. This is really decompressing or the pressure Kevin in my Klein. back. Kevin Klein, yeah. No, you can Kevin Klein if you want. Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein's fine, right? Kevin Klein is, is fine. Kevin, Kevin what, how is Kevin Klein doing? I don't know. He's kind of like an honorary python in a gonna, way. I always think of that in my mind just because he was in uh, the A Fish Called Wanda. I love A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, it's a great movie. That's one of those divisive movies. I, I think we've even had this conversation. That's one of those movies that seem to be divisive like, uh, like uh, Raising Arizona that I never get. I do not understand. When people say they don't like that movie, I'm like, I, <laughs> what? But yeah, it's re- really funny. There's just so many like... Just small f- little things no. in Arizona that are hilarious. What? What's he doing? Is he in uh, Star Wars? Is this something I should have known? Is I think I saw him in something recently, but I can't remember what it is. Kevin Klein's married to Phoebe Cates? Oh, yeah. He has been for a long time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Married to da- Phoebe Cates. I'll what a lucky gum. guy. That's an odd pair, seemingly. What is Phoebe Cates uh, walking around like right nowadays? Just look, walking around like Phoebe Cates, I guess. Kevin Klein, I demand to see. Let's see what is uh, What do you think? Come is? out of hiding, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates, show thyself <laughs> and be recognized. I mean, you don't. You you can 
you don't necessarily have to come out like you did in Fast Times or anything like that. I mean, he's in something called The Diary next year. The Diary. He was in something last year that I saw, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, apparently, he does a voice in Bob's Burgers. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, he's the he's the guy that owns pretty much all of the the property. He's the rich guy in town. Seems like his most recent notable is that he was in the live action Beauty and the Beast. Yes, he was. I want to say go for it. I guess Cogsworth or something. I don't know. He was one of those. Uh, he was. One of those was things. All right. Think. Uh, no, Cogsworth was actually uh, uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Think Steve Miller Band. He was the Joker, the Smoker, the Midnight Toker. What? You're, you're almost Travis, smoker. Travis, you're almost there. I'm almost there. You're almost there. Uh, Travis, I can't remember you the rest of the lyrics. Stopped right before Joker, you had it. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight toker. I'm a. Oh no, wait, you didn't. Actually, you didn't. He, he he's what some people call him. A space cowboy. <laughs> Again, some people call him Maurice. There you go, Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He yeah, was Maury. His character name was Rint Rear. He was Bell's dad. I remember that now. Yeah. So Ewan McGregor was uh Kevin Klein occasionally getting work out there. Yeah. Way to go, Kevin Klein. Ewan McGregor, keep giving him work. Yeah. Ewan McGregor is a delight. Who doesn't like Ewan McGregor? Me and McGregor? I, I am always happy to see Ewan McGregor. I'm trying I have to, to make that, that joke every that time. I saw him in. That you saw Ewan McGregor in? That I saw Ewan McGregor in. Oh, boy. Uh, it was it was definitely, you would, it was not the movie you saw him in. Not Train Spotting? No, 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 no. I don't know what the first thing I saw him in was. I always forget. I can picture the DVD, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, was it the... It's like Downward uh, Spiral or something like that. Did it have uh, Cameron Diaz in it? I don't think so. Did it have a blonde person in it? I mean, <laughs> undoubtedly, sure. Just got to find it on here. All right, you go ahead and find that. Yeah, stretch for me, baby. I'm going to talk about something that I just watched that I'm super excited about. It's the uh, the teaser trailer for No Time to Die, Mr. No Bond. No Time to Die, Mr. Bond. That's not technically what it's called. It's just called No Time to Die. I love the teaser trailer. I thought... It had everything you need. It had him riding a motorcycle, jumping over a wall. It had bad guys. There's two bad guys in it. It had a new 007 in it. It's going to be awesome. So you got the the in-department rivalry, you know. I'm excited. It's going to be really cool, unless it sucks. If it sucks, then I take all this back. But I think, just judging by the, the teaser trailer, it really was probably one of the best teaser trailers at least for all the Daniel Craig movies that I remember, if not all the James Bond movies. It's got the some good I was action. looking for? Shallow Grave. Shallow Grave. I never would have guessed that Between in a million Ewan McGregor, years. Ewan McGregor and Christopher Eccleston. Really? Yeah. Doctor Who meets yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi. The one, the one season wonder. So what, what did you think of the No Time to Die teaser trailer? Um, I didn't get much out of it. It looks like... <sighs> it looks like... A James Bond movie to me. Exactly. That's what I want. I was I was pausing today. What was it? It was uh, What If the Expendables, but it's James Bond, uh, Ethan Hunt, Jack Reacher, uh, the guy from Olympus, whatever. Olympus has fallen. They're all being betrayed by their governments. They're somehow all betraying each other. They're all being betrayed by women they love, but the women that they love, you'll find out in the end, they betrayed them because 
They loved them, and they unbetrayed them by the end of the movie. You just described the greatest movie of all time. I just described. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> that. I think most of most of Craig's Bond movies have been. He's old. He's kind of retired. Uh, Which is funny because it started body, out he was kind of the young guy. His unbelievably perfect body is somehow not working very well, even though he will super karate young people. <laughs> um, it's pure grit, man. There's a younger spy deep. who tells him to get out of their way, but by the end they'll begrudgingly respect each other. Oh yeah, they're definitely uh, going to save each other's butts. He's been betrayed by so many women that he, even though he is an avowed womanizer, he does fall in love really hard for women who betray the ever-loving shit out of him. I mean, who doesn't? So I mean, who doesn't? But also, though, having said, I will be happy to watch that movie. I'm sure it is a great time. I really like. I really like several of the people in that movie. I'm sure I will. I would enjoy it. Just be, be it would be like a lot of Marvel movies lately. Of like, I'll sit and watch that, but I'm kind of not really. I'm feeling a very you know 72 degrees mellow mood out of hmm. this movie. That's just fine. I'm pumped for it. I know it's going to be the last Daniel Craig movie. You are I'm excited also, to see what they do with it. You're also a little deeper into the kind of James Bond lore. You're, you're calling out names of characters and things like that. And you're like, oh, this looks like that scene. There's Felix Leiter. So, it, you know, being excited that way There's M. There's Q. There's Blofeld. Yeah, well, he, who else did I say? He wasn't going to come back. Or at least he said he wasn't. I mean, it kind of looks like he doesn't have a huge part in it. He's He almost looks like he's got a Hannibal Lecter type part in it, which is kind of interesting. They haven't done that before that well, I can think of. If this is going to be, this is Craig's last one, right? Yes. If they don't do something big with Blofeld, what are they doing? I don't know. I think, I think. What do you think? You think Mr. Robot's his kid? <laughs> I hope not. No, what do you I think, th- Travis? Do you think Mr. Robot's his kid? I think that, they're pr- that you're probably right. They probably do, are going to do something. Do they, do they have the same kind of accent? Travis? I don't know. Everything that isn't Travis, English sounds the same to me. Could they be related somehow? I met, I met a, a Russian woman yesterday, and her accent <laughs> was exactly like Natasha. Is it Natasha Legere? Romanoff from... Uh, no, Natasha Romanoff is the Black Widow. Yes, right? Natasha Romanoff. No, what is what is Natasha from? Uh, I don't. I don't Bullwinkle, know. Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, is Boris Badenov and I don't know about Natasha. Yeah, but she sounded exactly like that. It was very. Did you? Oh boy, that's got to be that's got to be a real pickler. I, I've said a few times, like I, I, I think I'm kind of scared of meeting people with thick accents because I will probably inevitably accidentally start doing that at them. <laughs> Yeah, this was very hard. It was very hard not to start talking like this. I am Monterey Karolinko. I play for Utah Jazz. That's that's what it sounded like. I play for Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz? Utah Jazz. I am number 47. My initials are AK. AK-47. That is my, that is my nickname. Utah Jazz. But I, I, as far as Rami Malek goes, uh, I don't know. I think he's connected somehow to Leia Sadu who is Mr. White's daughter that James Bond fell in love with at the end of Spectra. 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 So I think he's got some sort of connection to them. And also he's got a deformed face, which 
That's one thing. That is one thing that formed by his father to make him hate James Bond. I don't know. It, it looks like it looks like he was possibly burned or acid or something I'm like sorry, that. Sorry, son, but I must place this iron upon your face. Truly, this is James Bond that is forcing me to do it. <laughs> oh, James Bond, why you make me do this? Oh, that that is. Guess a, we'll have to do something about it in a few years. <laughs> that's a trope that James Bond movies and all kind of spy movies. That's one that I never really dug was the deformed face person is the villain (laughs) because if you meet people in real life that have gone through something traumatic they're usually the nicest people on the planet you know what i mean it it doesn't make you a villain Hmm. normally Hmm. at least in my in my interactions with people i've truth be told i've never met a super villain what about that i know of hook hands uh, bad people right uh, i think You've probably got at least a 50-50 shot if you've got a hook hand. No offense, if you have a hook hand, you're probably the good one, you know? But there's another for every good one like you, there there's out there's somebody out there terrorizing teenagers that are just trying to have a good time. Reanimated skeleton, bad people. Always bad. Re, yeah, once you've been reanimated, there's no coming back from that. Except for except for Jesus. But everybody else, everybody I mean, he, else. He you know, they they did the body with that. I'm just talking about strictly skeletons. Just skeletons? All right, I mean, look, Travis, think about it. Take a moment. Think resur- about Sinbad and the all. Resur- the resurrection, but he only was able to do the skeleton. You think we'd still have things going like they are now? That would be scary. Halloween would be way different. Yeah. Yeah. Skeletons in general. like they're. Uh, that would be a good practical I joke. I want say it's China. Like a lot of video games have to remove skeletons. Really? I think it's... I am speaking, there's, there is a country, and I'm talking a little bit out of my ass on this. I believe it's uh, World of Warcraft had to change all the <laughs> skeletons in the game to something else. For to some gummy sort bears. Of, some sort of law <laughs> in the country I'm unfamiliar with. That's weird. I, I could start looking that up on my phone, but do we really want to, do we want to stretch more like no, that? No, no, I don't think. We've got stuff uh, to talk about. That is about, to say, so. like I said, it was just to say, that looks like a fun movie, but it looks like every other... It, it even looks like every spy... Like, that could be a Jason Bourne movie. Oh, no. The camera, for, the camera was holding still. Except so. for established characters. Boy. When's the last time we did a Jason Bourne? Because uh, we started doing different actors for that. It was... Yeah, but they went back and they did another one just called Jason Bourne. And I actually haven't seen that since... I, I saw it in the theater. Because I remember I went and saw it with my buddy Spencer King, who's a comic... And it was just okay, honestly. It was actually it didn't have the same the same feel as the first three did, but it was okay. And that was probably three years ago, I think. They did the one with old uh, old Hawkeye. Old Hawkeye. And that was all right. You mean Alan Alda? No, I wish it was Alan Alda. That would have been something. <laughs> no, it was a uh, Jeremy Jason. Jeremy Jennifer Jason. Jason Lee. Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee was in it. It was Jason uh, Lee was in it. Yeah, I'm just all of them. That, they were sorry. all in it. It was like a cast of people whose name starts with J. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Guy who punched his wife or whatever. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's good enough. Yeah. Hawkeye. You know. Hawkeye. What punched his wife? Hawkeye. What punched his wife? I got that bad haircut and that sleeve tattoo. Or th- I guess he technically threatened her life. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, this is okay. So, uh, in two thousand seven, the Chinese version of World of Warcraft. Jeremy Renner, that's it. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Old wifey punchy. <laughs> the Chinese version of World of Warcraft has removed skeletons. Yep, skeletons are no longer in the game. No fighting skeletons and no skeletons signifying. Yeah, so yeah, the Chinese version has no skellies. No skeletons. That might be the name of the of the episode. 
We don't want no skeletons. Oh, well. we, so, so, we, Travis, yes, we Jake. don't want no scrubs and no skeletons. Yeah, that's where I was kind of going. It didn't sound very good. <laughs> we should probably introduce the podcast. We did. Oh, did we? Jumped right out of the start. We did? But you know what, J- Travis, for your own edification, All right. please, everyone, welcome to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Hey, everybody. I'm Travis Tate. I'm Jake Dahl. My feet are up. I'm reclining. My that's probably are, why I my forgot. My feet are kind of just... Scraping across the floor. This is next level. I don't have a recliner at home, so this is I'm I'm feeling pretty spoiled right now. Oh yeah? You're over there like like a caveman you with your feet unnamed, on the floor. You worked at unnamed company for that long and you never picked up a I did pick up one, but it broke. So oh. yeah. I had a lazy boy and it you know, it, it wasn't the lazy boy's fault. My kids would jump on it and yeah. stuff like that. So I also have a lazy boy at home that a certain <laughs> son that I have named Gabriel jumped on and it's in a little bit of disrepair, mm, but it's yeah. usable. So I had to I had to give it away. Give it away? To the dump, probably. I think that's where I sent it. <laughs> Since we're talking about spy movies and trailers. And did, Natasha Romanoff. Yeah, and Natasha Romanoff. What about the Black Widow trailer? Another another trailer that I was kind of like, hey, this looks like I would enjoy watching it, I guess, but I'm not. This looks like a movie that I've seen, and also I'm, not, I'm a little kind of. Uh, prequel stories of from a story that has closed itself is kind of like, like what what could I get out of this? I think it, it looks fun and it's gonna you know it's got uh, hoppers in it. David Harbor looks David really Harbor, fun Harbor. in it, and I'd be I'd be enjoy seeing him be a goofus. I didn't know much about his character, so I was wondering if he was going to be a villain or not. But it looks like. It looks like he was probably trained and raised with with Black Widow and whatever Florence Pugh also her Black character. Widow. Yeah, I li- think she's Yelena Black Belova, Widow, which is also a Black Widow. Okay, which I think if you saw, they were fighting a bunch of ladies. What I think had Black Widow gear on. I there think. a bunch of Black Widows. It was who was this the fourth is truly one? my nightmare. There was a, there was a fourth character there too. I don't know. Who I that can't is remember either. I know that uh, Taskmaster is Taskmaster is the villain. Oh, nice! So fun for that, I guess. Nice. Part of me was like, "Ooh, what if they bring in Doctor Doom in this movie? That would be cool." I, it would be a weird way of introducing him, but sure. Well, I mean, they're like in a they're they're in Russia. He's in some sort of Latveria or whatever. Is that what his country is? I he can't is remember. In, he is in exactly Latveria. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was getting it right. <laughs> I'm not exactly nailing names know. today. I don't know if because um, the uh, the I think the two Fantastic Four movies they don't do any sort of Latveria stuff. Yeah, he was just an American he's just a, guy. He's just scientist dude. Yeah. So I've always been curious. I, I guess as much as I really like Doctor Doom as a character, I've never really followed the concept of where the hell Latveria is supposed to be. It seems Eastern European of some yeah. sort. Yeah. Yeah. It's close so, enough for me. Anytime I've ever seen Doctor Doom in any capacity, he's never really had an accent, I don't think. Maybe, for all I know, that that really bad, most recent, I mean, any of them, the the new bad Fantastic Four, that guy might have had an accent, but it, it was so bad and, and so forgettable that I don't remember. I've always read him with an accent. <clears throat> He'd be like, I am Doctor Doom, I play for Utah Jazz. <laughs> I play for Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Um, but it looks like it's going to be fun. I'm- it, yeah, it looks fun. It looks it looks like a Marvel movie, and it's got humor in it. Which I was like, Ugh, "Is this going to be a Marvel movie? Has humor? The hell you say? Well, you know, you Super never know. Superheroes, what are quippy? Where it was going to be more spy, and it's going to be a prequel. It, it kind of showed itself to me as soon as she got in a room, and heard another woman drew guns on each other, and she said, 
can we talk like adults? And then they started fighting. I'm like, they're going to stop for a minute. And you're going to realize that they're just fine with each other. That's the actor that played uh, Paige in Fighting With My Family, if you saw that one. I still haven't got to see oh, that. It's a good show. She, just, she does really good with the wrestling in it. So I'm sure the fighting stuff, she probably kills it. So yeah. so like, as far as I'm concerned on that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I don't think I'll go to it. I honestly feel like I probably won't go to a theater to see either of those movies. I'll be fine. I will. Like, cap, I love spy stuff. So I'm, I'm going to go see it. All right. Unless unless something comes up, <laughs> unless something comes, yeah. Travis, do you know something I don't? Well, no, there's, but there's like in the last couple months, there's like I don't know five or six movies that I was like, I'm gonna go see that, and something always comes up. So. Travis, let me ask you this: Does something really come up, or are you sitting at home thinking, you know what? Or, you know, I'll even give my own parable. I've sat in my house on several occasions and thought, you know, I'm just gonna go see Knives Out. And four or five hours pass, I go like, oh, guess I wasn't going to go see Knives Out. I just sat here. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is something comes up, especially like uh, there, there are afternoons where I have free time. And I'm perfectly fine going seeing a movie with my or by myself. I don't mind that at all. In fact, I actually kind of like it. What's the last movie you saw by yourself? The last movie I saw by myself? I mean, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by myself like I have a, three times. I don't know if okay. You saw that when you're in California by yourself. I saw it twice in California by myself and once here by myself. Oh, okay. Maybe four times. I don't know. I forget. It might have been four times by myself. But I also saw uh, Spider-Man Far you, From Home by myself. How do you I, justify that to your family? Oh, because they're <clears throat> off working or doing oh, whatever. So Because so. usually it's if, if I have that kind of free time, you know, my family has free time and it, like something like Knives Out, I don't think you know Cindy or Gabe would want to see. So I don't know. It's a hard sell on when I have free time, and I definitely could sit down. And there are definitely things like Cindy and I are watching Ozark, and Gabe and I, you know, any number of things mm-hmm. we could be watching. It's hard to say, hey, I know that we're watching stuff, but I'm going to do this one just for me. Well, it's not like I leave home and just ditch them. It's it's usually like. I'm already, you know, throw down a ninja smoke bomb. And sometimes it's, I'm done with work early and nobody else is home and I'm coming in to do a comedy show or I'm coming in to record the podcast and it's like, well, I've got some time to kill. I'll go catch a movie. Yeah. And sometimes I'm already in town. So, or, or sometimes I'll go see a movie after a comedy show before I go home and, you know, just catch it. So it's not like, like I'm necessarily like see a family. It's not that kind of situation. It's, I got time to kill. What could I do? Well, I could either go to a buffet or I could go see a movie. <laughs> Seems like a fairly even swap on that. Oh, I'm trying to cut down on the buffet. So oh. we'll see the movie. Oh, okay. So, but I do enjoy going to see them by myself, especially if I'm out of town. I really want to go see Knives Out. Seems like really cool. My son has seen it twice. He loves it. So Someone saw Frozen 2 and I'm sad that my theory was not correct. Oh, you had a theory? What was your theory? Sister it's not does a spoiler. not have wind powers. Wind powers? I thought that was totally going to be it. <laughs> fart. <laughs> fart. Old Jake throws another fart out. Anna and her fart juice. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would have been funny. You gonna go, You, you want to go see Frozen 2? Um, probably not. You'll definitely go see it by yourself. I don't think I saw Frozen in theaters, actually. I think yeah, I saw it on video. It's, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's fine. I think it's an overrated movie. I just remember one of the things I thought about Frozen was when I saw the trailer, I was like, 
you know, this must take place over years. Like she's been solitary and her sister has to come warm her heart. No, it was like one afternoon. <laughs> it was like she threw a tantrum, made an ice castle, and her sister was like, come on, sis. And they're like, all right. And then they went home. Hey, for my money, you give me Moana. I enjoy Moana. I don't know why those two are conflated in my head in competition, but you know what? <laughs> Moana wins. I, th- I probably did like Moana better, actually. Yeah. Is it the rock factor? The rock was funny in it, yeah. Rock was funny in it. The chicken? The chicken was it. Oh, old two dicks. Oh, yeah, it was Anthony Tudick, huh? He's, things, he's in Frozen, Those too. things, like when you hear it, uh, who is it that does BB-8? Um, can't think of the guy what's doing the sonic voice. Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Oh, that's uh, ben, ben Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. Ben, when I hear like, hey, Ben Schwartz does BB-8, I'm like. I didn't know that he why? did BB-8. Why? When you go like, hey, Anthony Tudyk is the chicken. Why? Because you want to be a part of Star Wars. The same reason that uh, Simon Pegg was that weird character in The Force Awakens. Yeah, but that that dictates a performance. Yeah, but he was behind. He was in a suit, so but nobody that, knew it was but him. But that dictates a performance. Making the BB-8 sounds like... There, I'm R2-D2 oh, wait, Travis, now. You know what, Travis? You've convinced me. Beep, bop, boop. Those cannot be... Whoa. Travis, I felt empathy in that. I am C-3PO. I am moving my arms <laughs> Wait, Travis, I'm getting, back and uh, forth. Travis, I'm starting to tear up. 3PO's going to die. My friends. Did you get your tickets for Last Jedi yet? No. I'm so bad at that. Uh, I, if you want to see it opening day, you don't care, though. I don't, do I don't care about seeing it opening day. I'm going to see it opening weekend sometime. I definitely want to I'm see it I'm super excited day. to see it. It makes me grouchy that I have to... Uh, that I really should be getting my tickets now if I really want to do that. I mean, realistically, opening day, I'm going to have stuff to do. I'll have to work. I'll probably do a comedy show. So it's fine. I'll let everybody that wants to go opening day can go. That's 100% fine. I got, I got called out by my brother, though. Why is that? <laughs> Speaking of sort of that, sort of what I'm grouchy about, I was having dinner with my with my brother's family, my mom, and uh, I was talking to my, because my, my niece was like talking about the baby, the Baba Yaga a lot, the baby mm-hmm. Yoda. And um, I was joking back and forth with her about it, and she was, she was um, like talking to her mom, like, "Mom, we should get Disney Plus." I'm like, <laughs> and I was just went a whole bit of like, you know, my my sister in law Teresa, like, Teresa, you've got to get it. You can watch uh, Ed the Go Kicking Mule. You can see all four seasons of Teens Be Crazy and stuff like that. And out of Teens Be Crazy, out of nowhere, my brother's like, Jake, you are the you are. A complete hypocrite. I'm like, yeah. She's like, she's like, I've been listening to your show. <laughs> you have bitched and moaned about Disney Plus so much, and now, like, yeah, I know, I'm a hypocrite. It burns me to my core, and I still, you know, I still distrust it. But I'm having a good time. I watched Blackbeard's Ghost because I, I just wanted something that was funny <clears throat> and silly. Man, it is so funny. Really? That was yeah. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. I think. Huh. It oh. is so funny. Peter Ustinoff is hilarious. Dean Jones, because a lot of the the scenes, it's other people observing Dean Jones talking to an invisible uh, Blackbeard's ghost, and it's him tugging his arm back like Blackbeard is pulling him, and him arguing with <laughs> something that isn't there. It's fun. Well, maybe I'll have to get that a look. Peter Ustinoff just being so outrageous. Like I was watching it, and I was thinking. I would kind of like to see this remade with Burt Kreischer as Blackbeard. Okay. And then another comic playing, you know, the Dean Jones character. 
I think Emo that would be pretty Phillips. funny. Maybe not emo. He could be on the track team. Stephen Wright. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe a little younger. I was thinking like John Mulaney. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Somebody a little more virile. Somebody a little more John Mulaney. <clears throat> but it was a lot of fun to watch. Like it, it took me back. I, I hadn't seen it. That. I, I hadn't seen it for years. I had been watching Wally on the treadmill, and I just finished that. So maybe, maybe Blackbeard's Ooh. Ghost will be my new treadmill. Wally and E. <clears throat> I would love. To see a, I would love to see a sequel to Wally just to see um, these super overweight, massively bone undensened people <laughs> try to figure out how they're going to make the planet work. Because <laughs> the end of that movie is heartwarming, right. but you know they're going to, you know, it's not going anywhere. Like they, they don't even identify what plant he found. Can you imagine how many heart attacks there are? When they land on Earth and start yes. walking, ah, ah, ah. like they're going like, "Hey, we've got this plant." Like, what if they find out that it's just like a weed? Yeah, <laughs> it's sagebrush. Yeah. So, what if it actually is weed? Then that's the sequel right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. While easy. While, while easy. <laughs> That's uh, a that was okay. That movie was better than I remember it. I really enjoyed Wally. I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. It is, but it was very heartwarming, and I enjoyed it up until Evie actually gets into it. And through some parts of that, it is a series of shorts more than it is anything. Yeah, that's true. A lot of the early movie on Earth is just short little short vignettes of Wally be Wally, and it's just him having misadventures and being kind of lonely. I forgot that there's also a lot of live action in that movie. Yeah, with the, uh, what was the movie? Uh, I don't know what movie that was. I can't remember. I used to know it. Now I don't remember. Uh, the one dude, what's being the president of the company? Jeff Garland? No, no, Jeff Garland oh, is the captain of oh, the ship. Oh, right. Um, it's, uh, oh, what's his name? I know. That's, I'm. I'm trying to get there real quick. It's right there. I can see his face right there. But he's really funny. He's an anchor man. Yeah, yeah. Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Thank you. Uh, he that stuff is really. I think I would have liked a little more of that in it. I want basically. I wanted sort of uh, Wally to be a little more Robocopified, where they would have more direct parodies <laughs> to to crappy societal things. Uh, that would be good if 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 Wally was like Robocop's grandfather. The the by and large. The by and large, you know, all that stuff was pretty. They didn't get into that a ton. Right. The whole like, they they kind of said like, "Hey, we definitely ruined Earth, but we don't want to really be too hard on them about it." <laughs> so you, I assume you watched that on Disney Plus then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the Mandalorian episode four? Did the you the Mandalorian catch that? episode four has definitely? Hey, you know what? Brief, just brief pass away on that. You know what isn't on Disney Plus that I was definitely going to watch? What? I was going to try and feel because I hadn't seen Coco and it's not on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's still on Netflix. What the so, hell? Well, Netflix had a certain amount of time. They had an agreement to to show these things, so it, it won't pop up on there. Is The Last until, Jedi not still on Netflix? Yeah, it's still not on there either. You, it's got, Oh, I, thought it, I for sure thought it was. You'll see it on there, but when you click on it to watch it, it'll say available whatever the date is 2020 or so technically it's not available I'm logging until, on to my phone on disney plus now because i thought like a 
Tiger that The Last Jedi was on there. No, it's not on there. Regardless. Um, I think Force Awakens is on there, though, but not Last Jedi. I don't know when the release date is. I know Disney went and paid a bunch of money to Netflix to get a bunch of them, but there's well, Revenge some... of the Sith is on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Force Awakens is on there, it appears. They're also a little... Yeah, they're a little cagey on... They're a little cagey. I'm curious. When you watch Mandalorian, every time I watch Mandalorian, when it's done, it, uh, you know how it gives you like a recommendation? The is recommendation it? it gives me is always The Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. wondering if you were getting that too. It absolutely does that to me. I don't mind it. I ain't mad at seeing Darth Vader standing there. No. No. I think uh, Netflix has trained me to be mad at recommendations. So every time it, it props up... Perhaps you've heard of The Empire Strikes Back. Like, yeah, yeah, I know about that. Get <laughs> what what is this Empire Strikes Back? What is this Empire stuff? Or Net, Netflix recommendation was like, hey, since you watched uh, Nailed It, we feel like, and it's like this Netflix produced program. It's like, <laughs> guys, I, knock it off. Have you been watching The Holiday Nailed It? Yes, a little bit. Did you see the lady that nearly ripped her finger off because she almost stuck it in the beater to stop the beater? No. <laughs> No, I think I'm up to the Paul episode. It was episode. so close. I th- it might have been that one or the episode after it. I mean, luckily it didn't get caught in there, but she stuck it in there like she was trying to stop the, the thing from spinning by putting her finger. God, I love oh that show. Oh my gosh, it's something God, else. I, lo- I love Nailed It so much. <laughs> that show is so fun. I found out uh, Wes, the mm-hmm. producer guy, or not, the, the, what seems like the PA, he's, yeah. like, he's like the assistant director. Oh, really? Uh, Nicole Byer put up on uh, Twitter that, or uh, n- uh, what was it? I, I can't. I think uh, I was listening to her her podcast. Uh, uh, Why won't you date me? And someone asked her, "What's your favorite thing to do on Nailed It?" And she was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know." And someone yelled at Wes. I was like, "Yeah, I do love yelling at Wes." But you know why I love yelling at Wes? He's not a PA. He's the assistant director. Technically, he's my boss, and I get to <laughs> scream at him to find me things. And when I do, he has to get a he has to go get a gopher to go get things for me. And then he brings it out and pretends to be a PA assistant. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, I good for him. I just adore that show. It's so much fun. And, uh, Manzoukas was really great on it. Yeah. He's uh, funny. Just, just love it. It's, I, lo- I loved the, the no bad hamburgers, <laughs> no bad hamburgers. What when, was uh, that? uh, chef Jacques tried to say, he was trying to say no bah humbugs. He said, no, uh, ba, no bad hamburgers. No bad hamburgers. <laughs> I think that was Russian. That wasn't French, but you the jizz. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were talking about the Mandalorian. Yeah, we were going to get to the Mandalorian. We were talking That's okay. about the uh, Baby Yoda toy commercial. Uh, well, uh, I'm not mad at it that way, really. Of course, that's what it is. I mean, you know, Star Wars I, has always been a toy commercial, and I'm super okay. Exactly. With that. That's my point because I'm people okay with people that. are like, "Oh, Baby Yoda." It's just like when they brought out the Ewoks. It's just marketing to kids. Oh, really? Like the the really cool masks. And the swords that light up and cut through things and the spaceships weren't marketing to kids. It's all marketing to kids. Uh, I guess my, being a maybe my beef is I, I don't know how much I think they're marketing more. Like, they were definitely marketing to kids. I feel like it's marketing to a, like, I think that there's, there, there, Travis, I would have been one of those nerds maybe seven or eight years ago to be like, I got to give me a baby Yoda. Bring out the merchandise so I can have my baby Yoda. Well, I look at like, okay, my... Yeah, I'm taking you all down out there. I'm taking you all down when I used to be one. I have nieces that are quite young. My daughter is is 17, so she likes what she likes. But my nieces, 
think Baby Yoda's adorable, and now they care about Star Wars. I think it's funny that I've heard I've heard multiple uh, people, and, you know, uh, a lot of them like it's like. I've heard people say like, "Well, my wife, she has no interest in Star Wars, but she's seen Baby Yoda and she can't stop now." Or people, people right. who have act- actually said, "I don't like Star Wars, but now that I've seen Baby Yoda, I'm all in on this." My wife is, she loves that I love Star Wars and she'll watch it with me, but she's not going to obsess about it or you know think about it when it's not right in front of her. Why aren't but these people she does, obsessed with Werner Herzog? <laughs> she does love Baby Yoda. She thinks it's hilarious and adorable and all that stuff. So if if you're like bagging on it because other people like it, just shut up. I did. I, I did come at someone, me. Someone made a someone I saw online made a joke about it. Like, does Baby Yoda have a teleporter? We've seen Baby Yoda move, and he can basically <laughs> move like point nine 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 miles per hour. But he can. He's just all of a sudden everywhere. Yeah, I'm sure the Mandalorians like. Why did they have to break that floating egg thingy? That would have been so nice yeah. to have around. Yeah, it's a it's a crib that follows you. That's perfect. <laughs> It's got to be, you know how they, they, they'll come out with these shows where it's like, these are the inventions that were inspired by Star Wars or Star Trek. You know, if somebody is like, how do I create a floating crib? Oh, that thing. <laughs> yeah. That thing seemed dangerous. Yeah, I guess if you climb out of it, it's probably <laughs> not good. <laughs> but climbing out of any crib is not good. Yeah. I guess there's at least bars you can slide down as a child. Wee like the Muppet Babies. Anyway, Mandalorian. How do you feel about people who are who feel like there is actual danger for Baby Yoda? Travis, you know what? They, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Jake. Were it, you it, really worried? The crosshairs yes, were you worried? Yes. When the crosshairs were on him, I was like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And then that split section, their split second, and then you hear, it and was I was a like, split section. No, they didn't do it. And then luckily, Gina Carano saved the day. Thanks, Gina Carano. I'm all about Gina Carano. Thank what is her character's name again? <laughs> like Lady Boba Fett? I don't know. I knew it. I knew it the day that I watched it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get it. by. Did not remember. I'll remember it. She's one of the few characters on there that actually has a name. The, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Most characters don't even have a name. It's just... We have the Mandalorian. We have Baby Yoda. We have not IG-88. We have Werner Herzog. We have the Dirty Boys. We've got... Uh, you know, uh, we've got, uh, what's his name from Predator? Oh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl yeah. Weathers. I don't remember his name. I had a moment of either. explaining to my son. I'm like, hey, do you know who the, uh, you know who the, uh, the, the uh, bounty hunter, the like guild master guy is? He's like, who? I'm like, you've seen him. He's like, yeah, he's familiar. <laughs> and I, I just went, I just went, Dylan. He goes, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> Also Apollo Creed. That's what also I keep Apollo calling Also Apollo Creed. Him. Also uh, Chubbs whatever in uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also Carl Weathers in Arrested Development. Indeed. Carl Weathers Acting School. Anyway. Carl Weathers is a treasure. Gina Carano. Awesome in that. I'm I'm glad she's in the Star Wars universe. I, want, I hope they cross paths again pretty soon. That has I enjoyed been, her character a lot. That is one of the things that's been blowing my mind about the Mandalorian is all the people that you thought were you thought that there was going to be this ensemble cast, and so far everybody's one episode chunk. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, in a way, it kind of opens thing up things up for you know coming back for a season two or something like that, where it's like, oh, we're back with this person now. So we'll see how it goes. It, I you thought that. <laughs> And there's not. I thought there would be a little more of a very overarching story, and so far it's almost like uh, like Law and Order, Baby Yoda of the each episode is the how are they going to solve the case on this planet? Yeah, and it's also keep Baby Yoda alive. So yeah. 
and we get, we're getting more and more invested into baby Yoda. I'm sure everyone was all in on baby Yoda from the jump. Yeah, I know, but we're getting more invested in the relationship <clears throat> between the two of them. So when, when you thought that they were, he was going to leave him there, you're like, Oh, that's kind of sad. Cause it actually seemed like, uh, when, when the mother of, of the village or whatever, uh, she was talking to him about, I, you know, we want you to stay and she, you know, she's trying to talk him into it, and she's starting to take off his helmet. And it's like, wouldn't it be nice? I got nice, mad at her. Wouldn't it be nice just to be able to take that off and and be here, be here with your boy? And you could hear his face or his voice kind of break up a little. He's like, "Yes, it would." And and then she started lifting up, and then he stopped her. I was uh, I was yelling at him like, "Lady, he explained to you. He has not taken that thing off for <laughs> a person since he was a little kid. You've known him for an afternoon." Just ease into it. Give him some time. She wanted to get some of that man DeLorean. No, man. No. <laughs> no. Just gotta you gotta flirt with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta tease no. the helmet. You gotta tease you gotta tease the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't neglect the helmet. Uh, I thought it was an outstanding episode though. It was did, cool to see the ATST. Did they I was just going to ask, did they ever explain why it was there? Cuz No, was, they asked the question, why is that here? Did they ever explain why it seemed way more sentient than most ATSTs? I mean, I, I got the impression somebody was driving it. But it kept it kept like looking down and like gingerly kind of testing at it and well, I think they wanted to make it look more like a monster kind of. Yeah, I mean that's definitely what they were and, doing. And they went. It was almost like a. It was almost like dinosaur like kind yeah. of. Also it, got red which eyes. worked. I mean, they could have just done a giant dinosaur, but I think it was cool to see the ATST in action. I I was just curious. Toward the end, I was curious about it because they made it. I mean, they actually brought up like, oh, how do they got an ATST? Well, I, mean, I think they when they first figured out that's what it was they're like why what is that doing here so i mean it's entirely possible that the empire was there at some point and just left it or maybe somebody sold it to these uh rapscallion what if it really was alive i guess maybe they raised they raised it from a baby i i think as far as the red lights go i think there was a lamp in there and they just put like a red scarf over it (laughs) <laughs> and that's how they got the red speaking light. Of, speaking of teasing the helmet, do you think there was some funny business going on? Yeah, in they were definitely setting the if mood. If the ATSTs are rocking. They were setting the mood in the head. So, okay. yeah, that's what was going on That's in why there. it slipped in. I mean, the ATSD into the water. The dog people were going doggy style. So, <laughs> why? I don't know. Why? I don't know why. I'm being a bit here. of a blanche right now. The, sorry. The, the, the wonderful little innocent Mandalorian. But it was a really cool episode. That was he the vaporizes Bryce. people a lot. Yeah, and I think that's a rad. It, it, but my son pointed out, he's like, "Ah, oh, that's why Darth Vader tells Boba Fett, no, no disintegrations, no disintegrations." That is a that's a very good insight. So that's something that they reverse engineered to use in this. I hadn't thought of it that way, and you're probably right. That was probably something that went into consideration. I'm sure they sat down and, and just thought, "What is everything is cool?" That, do, you, do you think that ammo is expensive? Every time I see Probably. him, every time I see someone just pop into dust, I'm like, God, that had to be at least like a thirty dollar, you know, <laughs> bullet or something, right? The Thanos bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's something that they they sat down and said, "All right, what is everything cool about Boba Fett?" Like they they talked about the rocket packs, I'm sure. So in episode three, we got the rocket, packs, got rocket and, packs, 
you know, the, the disintegrating gun and stuff like that. And why does he always wear it? Why, why does, because there was no Mandalorian backstory. In I thought Empire I saw Strikes stories. Back. I thought I had saw stories as of recent saying that Boba Fett and, and Django probably weren't actual Mandalorians. I don't think this guy is a real Mandalorian. Oh yeah, that's right. That's actually established. He's not, and he's right. taken in by the Mandalorians. But they treat it more like it's a religion than it's the planet you're from. And that's why he won't Boy, take it off. I, I want a I I want to say I want a better like I want a I want a convenient book rather than I don't want to have to go watch a whole season of Clone Wars to get a real <laughs> good you know idea of what's up with the Mandalorians. I mean, they just walk around like regular humans. If they're going to battle, they have there are some actually there are some um now that I'm thinking about it, now that I say this, there's some rebellious ones that are kind of like evil. And I think they... Are you talking about Clone Wars? Yeah. Okay. They they wear the armor. Actually, they don't wear the armor all the time because some of them are just like in the Senate and things like that. Yeah, that was one of the things I'd also heard that people were saying like, I don't know what the deal is with this whole can't take your helmet off thing because they, uh, they did it in Clone Wars all the time. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a... It's a Shiite Mandalorian. Shiite <laughs> yeah. Mandalorian. They're, they're really serious about it. <laughs> He's on Mandalorian Rumspringer. <laughs> you can take it off and run around. All right. So, great episode, though. They're, they're all fun. I'm having a great time with it. Sure. I want to try a little hoppy blue shrimp. If I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those... <laughs> they got to be minty, right? You would think. Yeah. They're kind of wintergreen, maybe. <laughs> uh. I'm, if I got any beef with, I don't really have a beef with it. I would like to see a little more exposition, but you know, I guess Adventure of the Week is fine by me. I, I'm not mad at it. having a great time, especially considering it's the first series on the platform. I just I find myself being fascinated with a lot of these characters. Admittedly, I I really want to see a lot more of Werner Herzog. I think some of this stuff is going to tie up at the end. To be honest with you, you would hope. I think we're getting little droplets in each episode. And at the end, it's all going to come together and we're going to realize this was all a big net and we're all caught in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, boy, how, I mean, probably forever easily with kind of the way an audience would be. But I don't think I want to see, I don't want to see Baby Yoda continue through a series. I like that Baby Yoda will be the story for this series or for this uh, right. season. Well, I mean, maybe that's the end of the series as he finds where he was originally taken from or something like that. Because you've got to assume he was kidnapped or something because he was guarded by bad guys in the first episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or do we find out those were good guys and I mean, they that, were trying to save That's the other him? thing. That's the other thing is there are so many questions going on that every time we have an episode like, uh, you know, the second episode the the rhino episode where it was like there wasn't really the the only thing you had that was exposition wise is the little yoda baby yoda can use the force Mm -hmm. but i'm like for for what it is like i i want huge answers to what the hell is a yoda how did this yoda get here why was it being guarded what do they want it for like i want so much exposition and there have been like two episodes where it's like we're not really going into that plot. We're talking about the shrimp people or we're talking about you right. know, Jawas and the the thing. I don't know if we're going to find out what a Yoda is. If they do not give us background on what a Yoda it's is. It's the biggest mystery in the Star Wars universe. I would be... Uh, I, 
have no way of knowing. Don't you think they'd save that for a movie? No, no. I would hate for a movie to explain that. No, to just a part of the movie. Uh, no thanks. No thanks. Ray Travis, can't no bring up. Ray can't bring up a, you know, Ghost Yoda and go, hey, by the way, what, the way what are you? We've seen. Oh, that, where that is. Okay, no, Travis, this is how she'd do it. If she'd Baby go, Yoda becomes a part of whatever the Star Wars movies are going forward, no. I don't Thank know if it will, but it's a possibility. There's a lot of people that seem to think it will. Oh, I don't know. Gross, gross. I want Ray to go, where are you from? And Yoda will be like, Coruscant. Did she's you just like, do a southern accent for Ray? Yeah, and then she's like, no, you know, where are you, your people from? Where are you from? <laughs> is that from something? No, it's just what... Okay, I'm like, I thought you were making a reference. I think it's a kind of a stereotypical like person going, where are where you from? People? You people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, where are you really from? <laughs> no, I I don't I don't want there to be connective I don't want there to be huge connective tissue between TV shows and the movies. I don't mind it as long as not everything has to be tied together. If some things tie together, that's fine with me. Well, like that's... I love little Easter eggs in there. You'll see like little props that are from you you notice them from the movies and they're just sitting in the background. They don't mean anything, but it's just something to go, "Oh, look at that. that that's the thing that they they put between the car the garbage masher and a new hope to to try to stop it from smashing them, you know." Oh, I'm okay for those kind of throwbacks and things like that. I think I've told you about uh Rogue One when uh Ponda Baba and Dr. Evazan show up. I, I did not care for that. I I did. I liked it. I did not care for. I that. thought it was great, Travis. I did not care for that. I am sorry, Jake, but fight I enjoyed you. it. I enjoy. Do you really want to fight me? Like, I don't know, maybe a little. I'm up for a wrestle. You're <laughs> gonna <laughs> leave them hot mics while we fist fight. <laughs> no, uh, it takes me. It takes me out of it because those moments definitely. F- <laughs> All right, some good. That was, work that was the here. Foley department of <laughs> late to the party with Travis. No, Tate. those moments take me out of it. Is like. Yeah, uh, unless you unless you can find what feels like a good story-driven moment or a reason for it to be there, like uh, the concept of um, rebranding, IG, not IG-88, but rebranding it as, oh, like there, there is a bounty, there's a faction somewhere in the guild that just employs these sort of robots to go out and do bounties. Mm-hmm. That seems reasonable, but when in a movie where those two guys have to be across the galaxy exactly where <laughs> the end the end of this movie takes place so that they can be in a bar a week later to get their arm cut off so far it feels like some the- someone in a moment was saying like uh, we need we need one of the creatures from uh, the other movies which one uh, people like that grouchy guy from the bar let's just, just throw him in there and show him great bumping into somebody and going, ah, get out of my way. I don't think that was the thought of putting them in there. I thought it was like a legitimate, like, people will probably dig this, which I did. I thought it was really cool they were in there. Nah, I, I kind of want to see Therm Scissor Punch show up in, in The Mandalorian. Who the That'd hell be cool. was Therm Scissor Punch? He was like a lobster-looking guy. He had, like, lobster claws for hands. I really need to go back and do another. I think that's it's when, a, when they were playing poker. Jedi? Is that last year? No, that was from Solo. Is that from Solo? Yeah. Goof my goof. They've got the one of the cats that are in uh, the new Star Wars land in Disneyland. That was in that was in the last episode. Little Yoda walks by. Ugh, these this sort of this corporate cat. synergy stuff is, it makes it kind of makes my skin crawl. I I like it. It's it was made for me. <laughs> I like yeah. that kind of stuff. Ah. Like a, like I, I was just hoping you know you'd get 
Daredevil in in a Marvel move, movie or something like that. Or you will get Daredevil in a Marvel. Well, movie, I know, Travis. but I wanted I wanted the TV the Netflix Daredevil in it. You know, I thought that would have been cool. It no. never did happen. That but. was always a question of where they were going to go with it, and the way they went was we like making way more money on this. So I like when they it. give me cool moments like that. Like the I'm still holding out hope that there's a flashback with that they filmed with Han Solo and Luke Skywalker that they filmed five years ago or whatever. Sorry. And they've just been saving it up for the last movie. The only thing you're going to get, the only way you're going to get that now is through CGI. I'm fine with that. Just do it. Again, going back to Rogue One, Rogue One Tarkin was not okay. Not okay. Yeah. The Rogue One Tarkin was a little off. It was very Irishman. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're going to get into that in a minute. I'm, I am not a. I am definitely not comfortable with. We're the jewel. at fifty minutes, just so you know. So oh, okay. If we're gonna get into it, let's get into it. Then quickly enough, I'm just not. Yeah, I, I'm not comfortable with digital performances. I, there is something that feels very wrong with me about we're gonna use, um, we're gonna use computers. Which look, it's a very skillful. It's it, I I I have a lot of respect for the technique it takes to do that. Mm-hmm. Saying there, there's something that feels just wrong to me about saying we're gonna use a computer. And approximate a Peter Cushing performance. And that just no, Peter Peter Cushing's performances died with Peter Cushing, and he didn't look. I guess in Rogue One it was better than what was the was it uh, the Leia in it? No, you, there was there was a young uh, young Tarkin in one of the pre was it? Oh, it was no, Revenge of the Sith. There's a guy that's like dressed in makeup, like at the end of Revenge yeah, of the and Sith. that didn't he work for me at, at all. So the young Tark or the Peter Cushing worked for me better than that. I could have maybe lived with someone in makeup trying to approximate it, but like making a digital character really weirds me out. It didn't bother me that much. It wasn't. I wasn't like this is amazing. I can't wait for this to be how everything is made. But it didn't bother me because it it worked with the story. If it just it 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 feels disrespectful. I mean, if you really want to nitpick. Darth Vader in the end of Rogue One moved way better than Darth Vader in any of the hey, the first three that? movies. I'm, I'm not super fond of that. That's one of those things, you know, when, when they went from like Ben Kenobi, old Ben Kenobi, like the sword fight in there. Like, yeah, they're not. It's not snazzy, but it feels it feels like an old samurai movie, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing sword fight. Because because honestly, like, look, I'm I have to imagine any like fight choreographer would tell you. The sort of sword fighting that they do, the dynamic, like, flippy stuff like that, that's not how sword fighting works. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, taking, you can look at it toward, like, okay, these are two guys using the force and stuff like that. You take any action movie, any recent action movie with, like, really tight choreographed sword fighting, it looks cool. It is not what sword fighting would ever be. You want to do yourself a favor, uh, go to YouTube and look up... Uh Jedi Academy sword fight fails. That's a that's a fun afternoon. Is this like that show at Disneyland? Yeah, it's the the show they pull kids out of the crowd and let them be Jedi. <laughs> How many of them is it that they hit them in the nuts? There's a lot. Darth Vader <laughs> gets hit a lot. Uh, every once in a while, Darth Vader will go come to the dark side, and the kid will kneel down, and the the Jedi's get so annoyed by it. They're like, "All right, you're done. You're out of here." Really? Yeah, they get. The, do they like break on it? Yeah, they're mean with the little kids. How can kids. they not? How can they not? How do you take not play with a, that? Right. Yeah. yeah. How do you not play along? I don't know. I don't know. Some of them are great. Some of them do play well, along. I'm actually but, mad about but that. But there's now. some of them you watch. Like one little kid is trying to get his hood on, and the Jedi goes, "All right, 
quit messing around with your hood and, and fight him. You got work to do here. And the kid just starts crying. This kid is like three or four. And he just throws, like, not like chucks, but like kind of throws his arms up and drops the, the lightsaber and the batteries pop out. And the guy's like, oh, well, that was delightful. Get him out of here. Oh. Yeah, some of them are kind of dicks. That's rough. I, I got to imagine that that takes a certain amount of, like, you're trying to shepherd kids through a thing that they don't want to stop doing or they want to take more time. It's doing. their life. It's the dream yeah. they've always had is to sort of fight Darth Vader. Yeah. What are you going to say? Yeah. Some of them are really funny and cute. And some of them you're like, that guy needs to but be that, fired. <laughs> they have to take into account. Some of the kids are going to go to the dark side and they, you would think that they would have a plan to kind of exactly. Like they'd, yeah. They'll step up and go, no. And the Vader would like embrace them. Like, yes, come right. with me. You're on my side. Do a sword fight with the kid. Whoa. Nope, don't hit him. Right. But instead, they're like, all right, you're done. <laughs> Do you like my dead-on Vader impression? Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. It was, I, I was like, James Earl Jones? Why, why are you here? <laughs> James Earl Jake. That's what they call James me. James Earl Jake. I'm working, hey, I'm working on some impressions. I'm going to get there. All right. All right. So Mando, tell, Mando 4, good. I'm going to tell you, I really, I generally don't like learning impressions, but I really want to get a passable Jeremy Irons down. Jeremy Irons. I, and, See, and I, I, want, I can't do it either. I want to base it solely on the uh, the point in Die Hard with a Vengeance where <laughs> Bruce Willis says, your brother was an asshole. And he goes, <laughs> yes, you, you really got his number. <laughs> and I think I'm kind of getting there with it, but I think I need to throw some study into it because, uh, you know, watching... Watch The Lion King. Watching Watchmen, uh, I, I really like Jeremy Irons. He's There's no way he's not a creep. Jeremy Irons, 100%. There's got to be stories out there of where he was a creep. He's weird. He probably likes putting yogurt in his socks. <laughs> he just seems like some guy who's probably creepy. But, God, I love watching him perform. Go watch Aragon. I believe he was in Aragon. <laughs> Go watch the I Dragon movie. I think he might movie. be in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, I think he was the villain uh, in Go that. watch Dead Ringers, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know. But just, he's... He is one of the peak of scenery chewing, and I, I love a good scenery chew. He's one of those uh, uh, Willem Dafoe guys where you're like, how old is he? And you find out, oh, he's like, he's like 64. He's 49. And you're like, what? He's 60? I thought, I thought he's been around for, I thought he was like 90. And that's the thing is he's, I'm, you know, Jeremy Irons has done dramatic work. I probably would watch his dramatic work and be like, wow, he's great. I need him to be cornier. Yeah. When he's over the top. Oh, man, I'm really enjoying it. I, Watchmen is so fun. And his stuff, his story currently seems very separate from the sort of main storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I started listening to an, the official Watchmen podcast, and they've alluded as much that like the two stories are definitely converging. But it's just like, man, I could have watched a whole show that was just this really crazy Jeremy Irons story. And I could easily be convinced that Jeremy Irons does not know that he's in a TV show, that they're just like, this is, this is what I do. You know, I just realized something about The Mandalorian when you said that, when people go, why are the episodes so short? And it's because every episode you get of The Mandalorian is just about The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Any other TV show, you would have some other characters on a different planet and you'd be following them. No, that's what I'm saying. It has those other characters. They just don't. Those characters aren't part of the ongoing show so far. Right. Maybe in the end, maybe in the end, everybody, you know, like uh, 
the Ugnaught guy and Gina Carano and the IG-88 comes back and they sing a carol together, but they all have to come back to band together against Werner Herzog. I hope so. I, I hope, hope Werner hope. Herzog's a good guy in the next season. What if he's a good guy this whole time? Guess who else Guess who else chews scenery, and I love it. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. He's so mad at everything. I play for Utah Jazz. I wish I was better at that. That, that also, I wish I had a good Werner Herzog. That would be a good one They're to learn. Very fun. All right, you were going to talk a little about the Irishman. I, you know, I was going to ah, skip it. Uh, I was going to make. I, I I won't spend too much time on it because I I was going to make the gag with you. I told you uh, I started watching it a couple nights ago and uh, I got I, I I sat down watched what I felt like was a good amount of the movie and I was like, wow, man, boy, really absorbed a bunch of this movie and hit pause and the <laughs> the counter was like less than a third into it. I'm like, oh my God, I mean, really in the long haul. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to finish this movie and then I'm going to make the joke to Travis. I'm like, I watched, the, I watched The Irishman and I don't know, I think I might still be watching it, but the fact of the matter is, Trav, I've sat down on two occasions and thought, boy, I watched a lot of this movie. I'm still watching The Irishman. Uh, yeah, I've been meaning to start it, but I just... And that's not out of... It's uh, over four hours long, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's like... I think it's bumping up toward four. I want to okay. say it's like 3.30 or 3.40. It's just... But, uh, these guys have made so many movies together already. I don't know. Whatever. Like, here's the thing. Old... Uh, what's his name that directed it? <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. So he comes out and he's railing against you know Marvel stuff. That, stuff that stuff doesn't matter I'm not watching this movie with an eye toward I want to I know but when you on and Grumpy I, Martin I didn't mind that he said it at the time honestly but you gotta know you're coming out with something less than a month later it better be amazing it it's CGI it better be outstanding like nobody has ever seen it hey, before look, if you're gonna trash everybody Travis, else's beloved stuff Travis what I'm watching of it it's very good it's very good Okay. The the de aging. Uh, I'm the still not sold effects, on De Niro. The, well, you didn't like De Niro. Look, Travis, you've said you don't really like De Niro. I, I watched most of Taxi Driver. I haven't finished I it. I have but a feeling. I have a feeling this is not going to change your mind. I think Robert De Niro is overrated. I don't. But you know, what do you? <laughs> you know, hey, look, I, Heat. I love Heat. Heat's an amazing movie. He's great in Heat. So is so is Pacino for hey. I think Pacino's way better than De Niro. Also, Pacino's uh, performance in Heat up there is one of the all-time scene chewers. And I think that I think that works sometimes for him. De Niro is just De Niro all the time. I need to see Raging Bull because that looks like there's actually some range to Raging Bull from from the clips that I've seen. But I I don't know. I, I keep giving it. I keep watching this De Niro hey, look, stuff. Do you, and like, it's like, do you like Harrison Ford? Yeah. Harrison Ford is always Harrison Ford. Yeah, more or less. That's true. No, it is. But Harrison I like Ford him. is always. Okay, well, you don't like. And, you know, I'm not telling you to like De Niro, but if you're saying he's kind of always De Niro. Like, I never disliked De Niro. And it just one day, I did, it just occurred to me. I was like, wait a second. He's not a good actor. I just I just took everybody's word for it. It was one of it was like the Emperor's New Clothes. Like all of a sudden, I was looking at him and he was naked. I mean, I I disagree. I think he's a really. You great look actor. at Robert De Niro naked and tell me he's a good actor still. I feel like I've seen his ass in a movie, but I could be wrong. It's for some reason I want to say you get to see his ass in Cape Fear, but I might be wrong. Hmm. It and just seems like it. I haven't seen everything De Niro's in, but it's just like 
maybe not maybe not the greatest of all time like a lot of people like I mean, to say he's, he's a good he's a good utility terse and kind of intimidating much as harrison ford is like kind of grumpy and my lawn de niro so uh the d i will definitely say the de-aging stuff is very distracting for me <laughs> Uh, especially as there are scenes, uh, I was looking it up today. He, Robert De Niro, who is 76, there are scenes in the movies where he's supposed to be playing someone who's 24 years old. And for me, there, every scene in the movie looks like, like the early scenes in the movie look like there is always at least a 50 year old person. And why do that? Why not get the Punisher? Yeah. That, uh, like, I just get a younger person that kind of looks like him. I definitely believe a flaw in the movie is Martin Scorsese should have worked on getting some younger people to be able to portray these people in their yeah, early. I don't. I don't like life. de-aging stuff. It's just uh, the the de-aging in the face is kind of distracting. The way they move, they definitely move like old men. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a part where he throws a guy out of a deli and kicks him, and it's like, wow, this is definitely a seventy year old man kicking a guy. <laughs> like uh, Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa in the movie. Right. Where there are scenes where he's supposed to be in his 40s. Al Pacino is a 79-year-old man. <laughs> so it's just like... And, and hey, I like all these guys that are in it. I like their performances. Uh, you know, um, Harvey Keitel is in it a bit. Uh, you know, uh, Joe... And- it's it, a delight to see Joe Pesci. It's probably the last time some of these guys are ever going to be together. It's a delight to see movie. Joe Pesci. He's supposed to be 52 at, at the start of it, and he's 76. So, like, <sighs> you just, you know, you're just not going to quite beat that. The, the Marvel movies where they do that, there's either, A, you get some of those where you don't see them for very long. You don't see Kurt Russell young for very long in Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Right, and so it's I didn't impressive. like that either. It didn't, I thought it that didn't looked, work for me either. I thought that looked good. Um, I thought the best one was uh, young Tony Stark. Well, I mean, you can... You know, and that uh, was a hologram. Technically, taking a, guy, taking a guy who's in his fifties and making him look in his twenties is probably a little easier than, especially when he's not hitting or kicking people. <laughs> hitting or kicking people. Um, what's his name? Michael Douglas. The de-aging on him's pretty good. Yeah, but you can tell even just the angles they used. They kept his fa- or his hair down in his face a lot. Yeah, and it was very quick movement, but so you only caught saying, a glimpse. They work on hiding it. Probably the right. best that they've done is with Sam Jackson, but it's kind of more of a black don't crack kind of scenario. Well, Sam Jackson just, he's always, he looks, I mean, he could put on the wig and look like he's Jules in Pulp Fiction right now. The face stuff is honestly a little less distract. Like, De Niro's eyes look weird to me. The thing that's most distracting is the movement. There's also a scene where he's just shot a guy and he has to throw the uh, his gun out into the water. And he sidearm chucks it in a way that only a 76-year-old man would do it. Because <laughs> his rotator cuffs. And it's a guy who's like probably in his 40s. Hmm. Like you, you definitely want to overhand that. I don't know. Dan Marino was a sidearm quarterback, so hmm. maybe I'll cut De Niro some slack on that one. <laughs> you say that, the only thing I think of when you reference Dan Marino is, I just want to kiss you. <laughs> I just want to kiss you. Dan Marino. That's Joe Namath. Was that Joe Namath? That was Joe Namath, They're the yeah. same guy in my head. Susie Colber. I, I love Susie Colber. That was Joe Namath? Yeah. Okay. That was Joe Namath. Same guy in my head. Same guy in my head. Totally. Way different guy. <laughs> Are you <laughs> Way sure? Way different. Oh, yeah. Are you Way sure? Way different Have you guy. seen him in a room together? Indeed, I have not. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> you're BSing me right now. <laughs> so The Irishman, uh, a continuing journey. I'll say more about it next week when presumably I'll be at least two-thirds through it. But, All right. Uh, 
But well, so far, it, so far, my take on it is, um, I'm I'm enjoying it. The performances are great. The story, it doesn't feel like a lot's going on. It feels close. Uh, I was telling uh, our friend Craig today about it, who I said it's kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where I'm enjoying watching these performances, but it feels like I'm just watching someone tell his life story with no like overarching like kind of theme or plot that like we're it doesn't feel like we're trying to get to something or a lesson's trying to be learned so they need a baby yoda no they need a they need a scene where a dog attacks a vicious dog attacks everyone in the cast well you've still got six more hours to go so maybe it happens yeah so sometime in uh 2020 i might finish the irishman don't let him bite me i'm on blood thinners but i but i like it i do like it well that's good so there you go. All right. We're probably going to get to wrapping this wrapping So this I wanted to, uh, just a, a brief, Matt, like a, a magic, magic Mike Mini. A Magic Mike Mini. Before I we do that, I, I did want to talk about Steve Simone last weekend doing those shows. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Steve was great. We went and hung out, had uh, carne asada burritos afterward. Oh, we talked for asada. a few hours. It was it was a great weekend. It was Super good to have him in town. You guys so. eating out of the same carne asada and like one of the long meats you both went at at the same no, time and chewed closer and But closer. we did share a hot sauce <laughs> okay. bottle. We, we passed it back and forth. Okay. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. So Good on you, man. Glad you had fun. Really enjoyed it. I was looking forward to that weekend for a long time. So you told me you had developed what you thought was a Norm MacDonald joke, and I was wondering if we could do a brief yeah, magic mic. And it, it sounds kind of like a, a, a joke. with him, and he could try it out. To me, it sounded like a, a joke Norm MacDonald would tell on Weekend up, Update back in the 90s. I don't think I ever watched a single Weekend Update when he was doing that. Oh, he was great on it. Uh, he also had a, a sports show. It was on Comedy Central. Called the Norm Macdonald show. I think that's what it was. I called. kind of like Norm Macdonald. I find him funny, but I, I think a part of enjoying Norm Macdonald is you have to buy in on the fact that he does not care. Right. Have you seen the Norm Macdonald? Norm Macdonald has a show on Netflix. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah it, it's really good. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna try and get Norm Macdonald on here just for a short mini one. We haven't done Magic Mike for a while. Uh, my throat's right. actually been a little gravelly so knock the knock the dust off the mic okay okay i'm gonna say it strawberry shortcake uh hey hey uh, this is uh, norm mcdonald here uh, hi norm hey uh, uh who are you uh my name is jake norm J- jake norm that's that's a weird name jake norm. okay you know you said your own name so i was like wow norm mcdonald probably wouldn't even care enough to even identify himself but now he's giving me that straight zinger so yeah. it must be the uh, right yeah. i actually identify as norm mcdonald oh okay okay norm mcdonald <laughs> so uh you're here on a on a comedy podcast oh uh, good good <laughs> okay. Glad, glad to be here. So you're inhabiting the body of my buddy Travis. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I've met that guy before a couple a couple times. Did yeah. he? Did you? Yeah. Did I, he slide I, you? He said he worked up a uh, Norm Macdonald esque joke. Oh yeah, I, I'm flattered that a uh, a local comedian in Salt Lake uh, thinks he uh, he can write a uh, Norm Macdonald quality joke. Well, I guess we'll. Uh, well, I don't know that he. We'll, we'll give it I don't a go. Know that he presumes like he's not trying to bite your thunder or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. He, just, yeah. he did something for funsies. He wanted you to try it out and see what you think of it. All right. Well, I, it's 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 a written on a uh, piece of paper here, 
So I, I, I guess I'm, I'm supposed to read it, or should, should I read it aloud, or should I just read it in my head? Uh, and you I, just get the reaction. I would prefer some aloud if that's true. Uh, okay, I, I will read it aloud. All right, uh, it says here, uh, uh, just found out recently that uh, O.J. Simpson is really tearing it up on Twitter. Twitter? Is that what we're calling white women's throats nowadays? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zing. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's actually how's a the, pretty good joke. How's the mouth feel on that? Uh, I did not know that was going to be a good joke. Yeah? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pleasantly surprised by that joke. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah? Travis Tay, really, he really came through. Well, you know what? I guess I guess uh, my talent rubbed off on maybe him. You could take him on the road with you, Norm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, hmm, maybe. Probably. I'm going to give you some time to think about that by casting you back into the weekend update zone. Weekend update zone. OJ Cracker. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. How'd it go? I think it worked out, Trav. Did it? Yeah. A little mini? Yeah. Did he like my joke? That's he the important seemed, thing. He seemed to like it. He did. Did you like my joke? I loved your joke. It, uh, it, was, it was a patented Norm MacDonald. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah. All right. Uh, Maybe I'll have to try it on stage sometime. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll Travis, summon Norm MacDonald. Speaking of I was going to do it last weekend, but I chickened out. Speaking <laughs> of on stage, Travis, is there anywhere uh, people can see you chicken out in the... Why? The, funny upcoming. you bring that up. This weekend, I will either be at uh, Wise Guys Ogden or Wise Guys Jordan Landing. Go to both. Yeah, go to both of them. Go to both. Go to both. You're, both. You're, they're you're friends of mine at both of them. Jay Whitaker will be in Ogden. Uh, Jordan Macon will be in Jordan Landing. Actually, by the time you hear this, those shows will be over. So go to both the week after that. I'll probably be on one of those, too. Or downtown. Uh, oh, you know what? I do have a, a for sure one that's a little bit distant off. Uh, December 15th, I'm going to be on the Comedy Cares uh, show. It's uh, something that my buddy Guy Seidel, who is a comedian in town here, he sets it up every year and uh, people donate things and they get auctioned off or raffled off. And um, what happens is he takes the money and he gives it to kind of families in need and they're able to you know, either pay their bills or get something for their kids or, you know, get a nice Christmas dinner or stuff like that. Well, we're the cause. So, yeah, it's a, right. it's a really cool thing. Uh, guy's going to be on it. Marcus will be on it. Uh, I'm going to be on it. They usually do a little part of their musical impression show on it. And then there will be a, a huge auction afterwards. Uh, in the past, people have donated, like, I think I want to say it was Mrs. Pac-Man. It, like the giant machine was one of them that yeah. was Full i mean band. there's there's been kayaks there's been autographed guitars by famous musicians just all sorts of crazy stuff so definitely come come get a ticket come see the show and then you know bring some cash and buy some raffle tickets you might walk away with something amazing yeah that's cool yeah let's uh make sure we keep promoting that sounds really neat. yeah december 15th at wise guys downtown it's a sunday night also, Trav, you know what we got to promote? What? What do we have to promote? If you like hearing promotions for us and you would like to contact us, later to the tater at gmail.com is where you can contact us for yeah, contact. Yeah, contact us. We love to hear from people. If you love hearing us, if this is your first time, but either way, subscribe to our podcast. Please go to the little section that they do. Give us that five-star review. Please also give us a one-sentence uh, review. Five-star rating. One sentence review. It's a way to get us visible for other people. The other way to get us visible, as per usual, please tell somebody that you like it. Say, hey, 
check these guys out. They're doing the best they can. Tell your friends, please. Uh, uh, we love to get the word out there, and we love yeah. all of you. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter. It's at Travis Tate Funny. I also have a, a comedian page on Facebook that's at Travis Tate Funny. Or you can just friend me just under my regular name. I'm on a Snapchat. Uh, I never really check it, but if you want to snap me, I guess go ahead and do that if that's if that's what you do. Uh, I, I might be able to see it. I'm not entirely sure how to use it, but that might be the, the fun of it. Send me some Snapchat stuff. Send me what you're having for dinner. S- Snapchat me a, a nice piece of fish. Uh, Jake underscore doll on Twitter. If as usual, if you're into that kind of nightmare, I'm just doing the best I can out there. All right, I think I think we're all wrapped up. All right, it's well, tied up in a bow. We're, let's oh, uh, let's, also, let's put it under the tree. Blue Wave Theory does our music. Yeah, they do. We thank them for the usage. They're they're we wrote their name on the little tag on the present. Yeah, it's right under the tree. Blue right Wave on, Theory, brother. So for Robert De Niro's creepy eyes out there everywhere. <laughs> this has been late to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never. <laughs>